right to the roots podcast right here we are again episode seven finally here (laughs) yes not a point i thought we'd get to after we started this as a bit of a fuck about project and then slowly but surely we've had some uh fairly significant guests on so um that brings me to a point really of saying the guests we wanted to have on from the start and i kept delaying it and delaying it because we had family issues and all sorts of stuff going on but we finally got him here today he's gracious enough of his time uh let me introduce you to the host of hardcore listing podcast the mma fan podcast and off the beaten track mr Stu whiffin Welcome. How you going, fellas? All good, mate. All good. And yourself? Yeah, very good. Yeah, all right. All right. It's uh it's it's a strange time in the world right now. Um trying to uh comprehend what 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 you know what what we're seeing on the news. But um yeah, I I find that you know it's it's important to kind of pay attention to stuff like that. But I do love you know, you, you need to still kind of have some escapism and i think mm. podcasts are beautiful for that you can just kind of put your headphones on and and take yourself away from you know all of the troubles that might be going on in your head or in the world and so yeah any chance i ever get to go on someone else's podcast is lovely i love being on the uh on the other side of the mic it's really it's really really nice so yeah how are you boys yeah, yeah no. not too bad yeah. excellent mate. it's a day uh day off for me finally so lovely. uh i had the uh the little one earlier on she's not been well so i am um, oh mate yeah, and unfortunately, she's she's got a stomach bug, but I took a little bit of time off from what would have been recording earlier on to spend yeah. some time and take her down the one and only South End Sea Life Centre. Nice. Uh, yeah, and then nice. obviously come here and have a, have a free evening back in my old bedroom. Um, Love it. My, Love my plain it. old bedroom. So, uh, yeah. yeah, no, but uh, well, good. I say I'm all right. I'm lying. I've got COVID. Like, um, oh, like, really? Yeah. Like, um, we should stress that this is a remote recording. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I've, I've managed to avoid it. He's only saying doctors. I just thought, fucking hell, why did I say, like, I'm all right? I'm not, I've got COVID. <sighs> like, but I am all right. And, uh, but yeah, I've, I've avoided it for, for close to two years now, isn't it? And, mm. but yeah, yeah, it, it caught me. Uh, it caught me this week and, uh, just felt a bit naff and, thought oh I'm just a bit run down and you know it's, it's what happens when you get to my age you know you start getting ailments and stuff and then I thought I better do a test and got bloody COVID but uh, I've had my first clear test today so uh so I think I'm on the right side of it now Good. so one more of them and then I mean I, theoretically I can still go and do what I want now the laws change but <laughs> morally I think it's not a cool yeah, thing to do is it? Like, to it now, yeah you know I don't if I've got it I don't want to go and start hanging around with people and giving them the lurgy so uh so yeah so i'm just yeah see it's really weird because i've been standing at my parents house um my parents are in australia um uh visiting my brother for a few months and uh and and so as soon as i got it my kids were like go and move around names and i was like <laughs> oh jesus this is the kind of care package i was looking for <laughs> uh so so yeah so it's quite weird i've come home to come to the little studio at the back of the garden yeah uh and uh and yeah, they've all kind of sort of like looked at me through the window, uh, and just kind of waved. But it, I could see in their eyes, they were all just giving me that. I don't fucking come in here. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the dog come running out. The dog was pleased to see me. So, uh, so yeah, this is this is the first interaction I've had for ages. So I'm looking forward oh, to it. Wow, nice, nice, and I'm, I'm I'm glad to hear it, man. Um, 
You just reminded me of something there. We're talking about like getting COVID. Luckily, as far as I'm aware, I haven't had it yet. But I was mm. at a point where before the job I'm doing now and the, the job I was doing uh, prior to this one, uh, I was a Tesco driver again. And going in and out of people's houses because the rules were changing constantly. Yeah. Um, and at the time of me being a Tesco driver, my mum was still with us. And uh, I'm thinking, oh, fuck, I'm going to catch COVID. I'm going to get ill. Because they weren't giving us any precautions. First of all, they had a box of gloves and went, yeah, that'll do you for, for the remainder of the year. And you're like, <laughs> what's the fucking point? Well, I can have yeah. gloves, but I'm still going into people's houses. And they were like, sure. oh, don't go in. You can stay out now, but you can yeah. find the doorstep. And then you can go just into the house, but not. And I thought, what the fuck are they talking about? One day I'm going to catch this fucking virus and that'll be it. Yeah. But I took tests around the whole time. As far as, you know, the tests are, uh, are good enough mm. and not cheap shit. Mm. <laughs> it's probably about a pound a box from the market. You know, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I never, I never caught it. I felt ill a few times and thought, oh, I bet this is it. I bet this yeah. is it. And I'm still going for that period now where it's yeah. like, have I got it? Haven't I got it? I just don't know. But I mean, Jay, um, did you did you say you got? A, yeah, a, I had it. I um, I must have caught it just before Christmas, and then it was uh, it was Christmas Eve where it just no, actually, sorry, no, it was Boxing Day where it hit me. So I managed to have a decent Christmas, but then throughout New Year, I was bedridden. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I mean, not not like you know, like no, nowhere near man. as bad as yeah, <laughs> nowhere near as bad as some other people, obviously. Um, but just like, you know, imagine the worst flu you've had and then slap another flu on top of that. That's what it felt like to me. Um, really painful throat, loads of mucus, um, banging headaches, no appetite, no kind of desire to do anything. I didn't even want to watch TV. Couldn't be bothered with movies, you know, rarely spoke to people on the phone or whatever. Um, even like I'm I'm quite a big gamer myself. Like I, me and Dan play FIFA a lot and I play other games and stuff. But even that, it was it was just no desire wow. to do anything. It just it just completely ripped me off. But um Sounds like I've had a bit of a lucky escape with with what I got then. Wow. Yeah, I mean I mean obviously people's immune systems are different, mm. the way the, the vaccines worked with some people were different, so on and so forth. Um but yeah, you know, some people have got lucky. Some people have had it and been asymptomatic, or however that works. And mm. uh, and you know, have you know, tested positive a couple of times, not felt any symptoms. Like yourself, you know, tested positive, maybe just feel a little bit run down, but mm. nothing too serious. But yeah, no, I was I was fucked. <laughs> I was fucked up for like two weeks. So um, oh, so yeah, New Year's was a bit pants, but you know, I overcame it, and now. Now I'm feeling much better. And um, but it was like what Dan said. Um obviously any little cough, any little sniffle, any <laughs> little any little anything, you're like, oh god, I've got it again. Um but yeah, no, I think uh hopefully we're over the worst of it now. Yeah, you know. I um I kind of feel bad now because when Jason first told me he had it, I was at work and I sent him a voice clip. I was I think I think I might have been a in my baking job, I had a vegan baker's oh, yeah, job. Yeah, at Dodeo's, yeah. I was at, yeah, yeah, I was in South End, and um, I don't know what time it was in the morning, really early, because I was doing the night shifts. And I think I just got my, ha- my hands all covered in fucking flour, and I just <laughs> pulled out the phone, put, pressed the old voice clip button, and was like, what do you want, a pat on the back you cunt? I don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can carry yeah. on. <laughs> you're, the, you're the most sympathetic person. You know? I feel so bad now that I could explain I can it. say... You know, I could I could be saying, "Oh, mate, I'm having the shittest time of my life." You know, but like, what do you, what do you want? An award, you fucker! Like, what, what? You know, like, 
what do you want from me? But if anything, that helps pick me up even more. Because it's like, ah, oh, yeah, fuck it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, always nice yeah. to get that from Dan, you know. <laughs> you know what it is, treat, treat him mean, keep him keen. That's my little <laughs> fun, unfortunately. <laughs> but, um, but no, I wanted to ask you a few questions, actually. Uh, okay. COVID aside, for your, your, your podcasting bits as well, Sue. Where did you first... Um, want to start venturing into to podcasts and what was it that caught your interest of this this platform or or, or medium i guess I, I sort of stumbled into it um i had no plans to ever do a podcast um my experience of listening mm-hmm. um started years and years ago um i would listen um to the uh ricky steve and cole pilkington oh that's uh podcast. hilarious that man like so it, funny I, I, I used to kind of look after um, Jay from the Inbetweeners uh, and we would we would drive up and down to these DJ gigs all over the country and in, in my beating up Citroen Picasso uh, and we would have like, I'd burn all this, the CDs of all of them podcasts <laughs> and we'd just have them on loop uh, and they're, they're just some of the funniest things ever. Some of the really early Russell Brand um, podcasts, like mm-hmm. um, I loved them. And then my kind of interest spiked again when um i've got a one of my best mates he's a um he, he was a musician uh he's mm-hmm. an actor on a podcast and his name's scroobius pip he's a, a, mm-hmm. a, a, a local lad as well and uh and he he at the time was uh he just won a sony award for um a radio show on xfm um and he you know he was just literally on top of the world with it and he went do you know what i'm gonna uh quit one winning and start a podcast and I was like really <laughs> and he was like yeah um and podcasting was still relatively unknown then you know it was like uh and, and I think you know maybe it's grown over lockdown but still up until you know a couple of years ago like you know members of my family would be like oh where's the podcast going I'd be like oh yeah really well thanks like oh cool mm. what is it <laughs> like <laughs> but um but then I saw Pip go right I'm gonna do this podcast I'm gonna interview people um and his first guest was the aforementioned Russell Brand, who again is from uh, where we're from, mm-hmm. um, and and I was just blown away. At, uh, you know, I, I know that obviously he's, he's my mate, so I know that Pip's an intelligent guy, and and uh, you know has got really good conversational skills, and it just blew me away that just hearing him talking to to, to Russell, it was it was just a brilliant episode. Then I think some of the early ones, Adam Buxton, Zane Lowe. And, uh, and and they were just brilliant. And and then about maybe a year in, might be longer. Um, Pip went to me uh, because we have a, we had a club night in London uh, that we run for ten years um, with uh, my mate Chris, a uh, mutual friend Chris. Like he's, he's a mate of Pip's. I met him through Pip. Um, and the three of us would go and do our club night with a couple of the other guys. Uh, but essentially, one of the the, the kind of highlights of that was the journey there and the journey back because yeah. the journey there, we talk about the UFC, which we're all massive fans of, um, which, which for the people that don't really know, that's like mixed martial arts, cage fighting is the kind of term I don't like to use, but it's, it's that. Um, and we talk about what records we've, we've, we've got into, what films we'd seen. And then when the club night stopped, we didn't really have somewhere to kind of do that. So he went, why don't you come on the podcast and We'll come to where I'm sitting now, which is like my little bar at the end of my garden. It's basically it's a shed, um, <laughs> but where it used to be like a workshop. But when I bought the house, 
you know, I am not the kind of guy that's got a toolbox and a workshop. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so I just turned it into a little, a little kind of bar area, and and obviously have a lockdown to become an office and studio. But um, and so he said, look, we'll come around yours and we'll get drunk and we'll just chat about films and music and UFC. And and I was like, what? And you're going to put it out? And he went, yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> fucking hell. So I just got hammered and talked <laughs> a lot of shit. And then we've done a couple, and I think I sort of said to him, just out of interest, how many people listen to the the, the the drunk cast? And he went, oh, I think we've had, like, over 10 million plays. I was like, what? Fucking hell. And, like, the anxiety just went through the roof then of, like, fuck, what did I say? I was well hammered. <laughs> uh, and they go on for, like, four hours. Uh, and, you know, as we kind of slump, end up sort of slumped across the, the bar top, just talking, ah, oh, shit. Um, but it was so much fun. And then, you know, we then brought some guests in and we, we went and, and met up with them and recorded a drunk cast with Ramesh Ranganathan and uh, and the comedian, actor uh, and writer, Brett Goldstein, who... who you know, at that point, it was doing stand up on a bright film called Super Bob, and he's gone on to co write and star in the massive hit Ted Lasso. Mm. Um, and and so, yeah, just through that, doing them drunk casts kind of and, and seeing like Pip's little setup was like, all oh, right, so it's not expensive to do this. And we found that Chris and I were getting messages off of people that listened to Pip's distraction pieces yeah. saying, like, oh, we think you two are quite funny, like, and you know, and, and pretty on the level, like you should do something. And Pip was like, you so should. And it was like, who's going to listen? And and so we just thought, oh, let's just have a go. And we bought some, you know, some real cheap stuff and and just thought, right, let's have a few drinks and have a chat. And because of what I'd done for a living as, as a club promoter and as, 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 you know, I'd sort of managed a few people and artists and stuff like I had a few people I could kind of pull some favours from. And obviously Pip being one of them was like, will you come on? Yeah, like, yeah of course. And, and so we set up Hardcore Listing, which essentially is just you pick a topic and you count down a top five in there. And that could be, we've had people that have won MasterChef doing their top five bags of crisps. We've had, <laughs> you know, Hollywood, you know, stars like Ed Scrine come around and doing their top five hip hop tracks and, yeah, it's, it's it's been it's been amazing, and we, we we've you know we I think we're probably not far off of like we're, we're over three hundred episodes in there, and and it just becomes something that was just a hobby, and it was fun, and it was lovely, and then we just started to see the listenership really grow. Yeah, uh, and so I guess that was how yeah how how we got into podcasting, and and we've done live shows, and we've got merch, and. We've set up this Patreon alongside it where we put an episode out each week now. And as, as I'm recording this now, I'm, I'm waiting to see some merch back because our Patreons, uh, it's, it's a really lovely little thing. And, and that they've all basically got their own WhatsApp group now because mm. uh, we, we refer to them as dangerous loners. And, uh, <laughs> and they've, they've now, their, their WhatsApp group is called the MSC Um because their their take on uh, what our patron is is a murdering sex cult, um, <laughs> and so they've got the MSC, and so we're now currently doing MSC merch uh, that they don't know about yet. Um, <laughs> but it, it, yeah, it's, and and they've got that like an open Zoom door all the time, so they they literally go in there if one of them's feeling low, and like you know, there's people in there that have got you know uh, autism and, mm-hmm. uh, and and people that that might be a bit lonely uh, and, and this has kind of spawned this amazing little kind of 
tiny little community of people that now are friends and look out for each other and socialize together and it's it's been just just through us talking bollocks on pip's podcast you know we've we've got something that we're, we're really really proud of and and i guess from there was where i started to kind of pinball off with with other podcasts but yeah that's that's where it started uh, it sounds amazing man especially to have that that happen as well and have that community yeah grow, i guess you know out it's of, lovely i have nothing as you said you know talking talking bollocks with your mates that's all it is and then it spawned something completely different um yeah. i remember when i when i first uh wanted to podcast it was a, with a friend of mine called john um a good friend of mine from stanford we used to deliver together for Asda, actually. So it's where I met him. And he was a bit of a, a bit of a wrong one, but he, he fucking made me laugh. And I thought, I want to just chat bollocks with him. Yeah. You know, in, in, in the same room, drinking coffee, and just seeing where it goes. And we yeah. got to about 10 episodes and we had all the, the fucking equipment, paid for everything. And I thought, this is, this is great. And then unfortunately, things got in the way. I was changing jobs. I was changing partners, you know, all sorts of stuff. And we never got back to doing it. Yeah. Um, and it sort of just dipped off from there. And I thought, oh, and I hate that sort of stuff. I'm really sociable. Yeah. Love a conversation, love talking yeah. to people. Um, as Jason knows, you know, we yeah. <laughs> chatting all the time. Uh, and it was only probably up until after my mum passed away. I'd listen to podcasts and stuff in between, like, you know, distraction pieces and, and episodes from, from your own stuff as well uh, and various other bits. And I thought... I'd like to chat again and, and start, st- you know, start branching back out into the world and having a bit more conversation again. Cause I noticed my, my um, love for it had just gone. Yeah. I didn't want to talk to people. I was at work and I thought, Oh, you know, take your shopping and fuck off. I haven't got time to have these conversations anymore. And I noticed yeah. I'd be changing myself and I thought, mm, that's odd. You know, what, that's not like me. Uh, and I got invited on a podcast during that time. Uh, the Stoke the Fire podcast. Yep. Did you know it? Yeah. I do. Matt Stocks is a very good friend of mine. Yeah, no, Matt's he's a he's a lovely guy and I've kept in good contact with him actually. So, it's, it's, uh, that's Matt and Jesse, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Matt and Jesse. Well, I, I sent a uh an email in about some things that had happened for myself and then a parcel of my mum, and then um we had our baby 15 days late. So it was all in you know, one big block of time, and I sent in this big email. I think I'm not going to hear anything back because they're just going to read that and think it's just a fucking sob story. The same as everyone else's stuff that goes in. And I got this email back and I'm reading it. I was sitting at work in the van and I thought, oh, I was like, do you want to come on the podcast? And I thought, nah, fuck off. Are you joking? I'm like, what do you want to chat to me for? I can't offer anything. I got on there and I had the time of my life. But it was that, that moment from, you know, not feeling like I want to talk to anyone to being situated as i am now with yourself and, and, and jay looking at jesse and matt and the conversation was just rolling yeah and the fucking hour and a bit flew by yeah and we're all of us with like, still sitting there wanting to chat and it was like, oh we've got to wrap it up we've got to go and i thought oh, do you know what i think i need to do be doing this again and i think yeah. I, I, I want i want to start branching out and doing it again and i spoke to jason about it and then i was like well, what would you reckon and he was like yeah fuck it why not yeah, and that's that's the beauty of podcasting, man. There's no fucking rules. It's like <laughs> yeah, so just it. just just press record. Like it doesn't matter. No one can go. Well, that's not a podcast. Well, it fucking is. <laughs> like you know, it, it, there's no rules, and that's the thing that I love. I'm not a broadcaster. I'm a I'm a fucking old man from Essex with a lisp, and like, <laughs> but 
I like chatting to people. And if anyone else wants to listen to that, what a bonus. Like, you know, and it's 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 just something that the fact that you recognize that you was maybe sort of sort of falling into yourself a little bit and, and yeah. not wanting to engage with people. And the fact that, you know, through through seeing something and 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 getting that kind of spark of creativity that you know that, that obviously presented itself through you know watching matt and, and jesse do their thing and, and, and engaging with them yeah. to then you know to then just go right i'm going to act on this and i'm going to do it because so many people will procrastinate and not act on it and yeah. like and i think like that can be a slippery slope uh and and you know and, and that that's when you know there's, there's obviously some people end up in a situation where they really do need help uh and, and i think full credit to you for recognizing the situation you was in and 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 you know and, and writing to those guys going on that podcast and then that firing you up and going right i'm gonna i'm gonna get in touch with jason let's let's just do this and like yeah. because it, it, it like i say there's no rules it's gorilla as fuck it's punk as fuck like podcasting and yeah and that's what i love about it you know no, no, you're right. There are no, there are no rules really. I mean, Jason and I, uh, we sat back and just said, we thought, what, what are we going to do? Are we going to ask people questions? Are we going to have a formula to this? Are we just going to have general conversation again? We yeah. were, we were fucking like flabbergasted, really. We sat here for, for fucking hours talking about it and thought, what do we do? And he was yeah. like, well, you've you've done it before, and I was like, yeah, but not in the same, not in the same vein. I want this yeah. to be proper and put my all into it. Yeah. Um. But Jason, you know, Jason come back with a lot of good ideas and, and we, you know, we're where we are now. I mean, like chatting to yourself and we've had some good guests on and I think this is, this is quality and we're getting to a, a, a more recognisable point for us seven episodes in um, and people are taking a bit more notice and it's nice. It, it feels good. It feels nice that people are giving us the feedback they're giving us as well, where they're like, oh, that was nice to hear you say that or oh, I didn't yeah. think you talk about this. And it's like, yeah, there's, there's no limits. As you said, it's, it's, it's fucking punk as fuck, isn't it? <laughs> and it's it's just like, it's a, like, for me, like, uh, uh, you know, the, the, I've, I've got a, you know, a few podcasts, but, uh, you know, every Saturday morning I get up and I don't want to get up that early because I've been at work till three o'clock in the morning on a Friday night. <clears throat> but I get up and, and, and bizarrely, like, like uh, and we called Hardcore Listing each week. And, but, my, my co-host is 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 away snowballing at the moment. So in the lead up to that, <clears throat> we had to sort of block record because we, we we released twice weekly, mm-hmm. and uh, and so we was getting up and, and recording at eight o'clock in the morning every day. And after about four days, I said to him, "Mate, I was like, I fucking love this." And he was <laughs> like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "I start my day with my mate and laughing for an hour." Yeah, yeah. Like, what a great way to start the day. And like, and I've I've turned up to podcast records like either face to face or or over Zoom over the years, and sometimes it's like early in the morning, or I'm just work. I, you know, I've, I've worked just been too much, and and I'm like, oh, fuck's sake, I really can't be fucked today. <laughs> and then five minutes in, I'm like, I'm so glad I've done this, like because yeah. I'm hanging out with my mate, uh, and I'm having engaging, I'm hopefully having an engaging conversation. Uh, and yeah, it's the best. It's the absolute best for so many reasons, you know, just, just the social element to it. The fact that you don't really know who's listening and, you know, we've had messages, you know, from, from people, you know, in, in shit situations and shit places saying like, you know, 
I really appreciate what you do. Like you talking utter drivel for like one hour a week takes me somewhere and makes me laugh. And like, and sometimes I just need that. Like, uh, and we haven't got the answers to anything and we, you know, we're not political on, on, on anything that we do. We just try and dick around a bit, make each other laugh and just, we, we do get on the level quite a lot and we can be really serious about stuff. But if anybody gets any kind of joy from that or any distraction from that or any help from that in whatever form it should present itself, then that's a fucking big bonus as well. I'm right. I'm right. See, that's the thing. Um, as opposed to Dan, Dan's definitely more um, extroverted uh, in comparison to me. Like he... Dan could go up to anyone, have a chat. It doesn't matter if you're average Joe or super celebrity. Dan has always been able to just sort of approach someone and talk to them on a human level. Um, I am definitely more closed off. I've always been quite shy. I've always, uh, well, not always. I mean, I, I, I find it easy to make friends, but I, I don't necessarily um, find it easy just to approach people. Um, so... Dan, I feel like, uh, especially for uh, the the first, I don't know, however many podcasts we're going to do, but I imagine Dan will probably take the reins for most of it as I kind of open up and come out of my shell. But like you were just saying there, you know, um, with the listeners and stuff, um, listening to the podcast can uh, really help someone out of a dark place or, or help them find something within themselves that they didn't know they had. And I feel like... Uh, going on this journey with with Dan um doing this podcast is going to help me kind of grow as a person and find more confidence in myself and and help me to become a, a better person find it you know more easily approachable um less because I kind of I'm doing it now I kind of I'll start saying something and I'll kind of trip over myself and then I start getting embarrassed and that's because stupid, uh, you're you not know? You think um, you are, but you're not. You're, you're coming across really well. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. And, and you come across like, you know, you talk really well. Uh, and, and I think that in anything new, like, that, that, you know, the first few episodes I was doing, I was just like, oh, my God, have I, have I ummed too many times? Have I erred too many yeah. times? Have I said like too many times? Did I repeat myself then? And it's like, it's just normal to feel yeah. like that. And it, when, just be- when... it becomes natural after a while, doesn't it? You know, um, yeah. And you notice that a lot with um, with podcasts, especially the first few episodes of things like, especially if it's someone's first podcast. Yeah. Um, I've noticed that a lot with ones I've listened to in the past where it's like, oh Christ, you can hear how kind of, they haven't really found their structure or they haven't really found their voice or whatever. And then you skip forward, even, you know, it could be two, three episodes later, mm. it could be 20 episodes later. And the, the the flow is, you know, there more and they're bouncing off each other better. And the conversations with guests are, are ultimately better because of that, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, it's just, um, yeah. Something oh, you're else. doing a great job, brother. You really oh, thank are. you. <laughs> you're not going to get that type of treatment from me. I was going to tear the fuck off. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. You're like, what do you want? Slap on the back. Um, right now, I'm going to message you right now. And <laughs> yeah, I'll just, you just see a one lone tear dropping down my face. <laughs> uh, no, um, still, right. you, are, you are doing a good job. It's not always easy just to chat to people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Jason and I were speaking about this the other day. I said, why don't you reach out to some guests and 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 see, you know, if, if anyone else that's it's got your interest or 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 whoever you want to come on, because it's usually me that does it. Uh, and he was like, I can't just fucking message random people like yeah, you and, and just 
and just do it out of thin but, air. But Dan, like, you'll message someone, you'll message someone and be like, all right, sausage. Like, and they could, you know what I mean? And it's like, what? Like, how do you just feel yeah, like no, that's I mean, fine? You know, it's, it's really weird. That's me and Chris. Yeah. Right? I'll ask anyone. Yeah. And like, don't ask, don't get. And like, yeah, yeah, true. you know, growing up where I grew up, and it, it's always a case of don't ask, don't get. Like, you've got to put yourself forward. Uh, and Chris can't do it. He can't. Yeah. When it comes to booking guests, he just can't do it. Like, I reckon, like I said, we've done over 300 episodes. I think Chris has booked maybe two guests. Wow. But, you know, we, we've split up. Our, we, we've, we've carved up our duties as a, as a, as a partnership. And, yeah. you know, what he does and like part of that for me is his guests. But, you know, I, I just think ask the biggest, most famous, most, they can only say no. Exactly. Like, exactly. What's the worst that can happen? You know. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And you'd be amazed. Like people are nice, uh, and, and and people also lots of famous people have fucking egos, and they like to talk about themselves. And like, true, yeah. and you can go, why don't you just come on a podcast and tell us all about you? And, uh, <laughs> and lots of times you'd be surprised. Only people go, oh, all right. Like, yeah. But uh, yeah, don't ask, don't get. That's that's that that's you know. It, it, whenever people ever sort of approach me about. And I don't want anyone to think that I'm some kind of expert podcaster. I'm really, really far from that. Um, but because I've got a few podcasts that have done all right and the magazine, I do have people sort of go, oh, you know, like, what would you do? Like, how would you do this? How would you do that? And like, what about guests? And, I, and it's always the same. The two things that I've said on this podcast so far is it's punk as fuck. There's no rules. Just do what feels right. Yeah. And secondly, don't ask, don't get like just ask anyone to come on your podcast that you think oh fuck it like yeah i'll just ask and then you know if one in 20 says yes you're laughing yeah like, that's it no you're right you're you're exactly right man I, I, when jason and i were discussing it and he said why why do you just message people and i was like because i don't give a fuck yeah at the end of the day i've i've said this before like my old man works in film and tv so i've always had the same um idea that you can go up and shake anyone's hand say hello to anyone it doesn't matter it is. skin and bones mate it, exactly that you know it's 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 flesh meets flesh at the end of the day i don't put anyone on a pedestal 100%. And, and if i put my hand out and say hi how are you and they fuck me off well, up to them and it you know it's yeah. their loss at the end of the day because it's it's regular conversation with another human being it's not i'm not losing out i'm like well fair Absolutely. enough you've got your own things to do mate you do that um 100 and that's, that's what I got from Matt and Jesse. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, Jesse's a, a, a fucking household name um, in the metal community. Mm, of course. Um, as, is, as is Matt, of, you know, with regards to all the bits he's done as well, and his, and his book, um, yeah. or author career, shall I say, as, as well, and uh, all the uh, club nights and DJ nights and bits he's mm-hmm. done. So, you know, for me, I was a bit like, oh, fuck. You know, I've never liked like. I'm never like that normally. And I was like, oh, what am I going to say? Am I going to sound like a dickhead as soon as I get on there? But it was like, hold on a minute. What what am I doing? I don't need to put them on any any pedestal. They asked me, I'm on. Absolutely. Myself. Absolutely. And, and you, you know, it's natural to get that. You know, if I've had people on the podcast that I'm, you know, like, you know, musicians or people that mm. I've grown up listening to that like I'm a big fan of, you do get them butterflies and think, oh fucking hell like don't you know uh i hope they like me and yeah. uh but most people are just really nice yeah like, you know and and if they're douches then you ain't never got to speak to them again 
Like, yeah, but you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think I actually I messaged Pip the other day and I've worked out because they take the piss out of how many podcasts I've got. <laughs> uh, uh, and I've worked out that like uh, I've got something like I've recorded something like 1600 episodes and wow. uh, and and I've only ever had one podcast where I thought, oh, I don't like that person. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, and that was on a hardcore listing one. And both me and Chris, when we left that podcast, was like, oh, that wasn't fun. And like, and that ain't bad. One out of all of them. Yeah. You know, no, like, did, everyone did you still else. release the episode? Yeah, we did, yeah. 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 I have to scour through and find that one then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. just hear Rose do like cunt under his breath. Uh, like, That's the one. <laughs> well, oh, as soon man. as you press stop, I'll tell you it is anyway. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it, it, that was the only one. Apart from that, everyone's just been delightful. No, it's good. It's, it sounds like um, everything sort of fell into place for yourself, really, especially with with hardcore listing, and you, you're doing really well. And, and guests obviously seem to respond to you, and um, and your co-host, man. So well done. But the, the, you know, that, that it, it just does come from just like I, I've got. Like stupid levels of drive, like stupid levels of drive, and like, and if I want to do something, I, I really want to do it, and it's just like, just keep asking, keep asking, and like, keep pushing, keep pushing. It drives Chris up the wall sometimes because he's far, <laughs> you know, he works at a very different pace to me, and he's more methodical. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it, come on, let's just do it. Like, just ask him, and and yeah, and it's it, it's good that we work together like that. That he's just like, mate, calm down. Like, uh, and so we've got a nice little sort of happy medium there. That sounds exactly the same as Jason and I. Jason's yeah. by far the more methodical worker, and I'm just all guns blazing. Like, oh, by the way, I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm fucking doing this. Like, or messaging him, and he's like, no, don't. And he's like, screenshot me the message. Show, show me what you sent him. Um, and I'm like, do you want to come on this fucking podcast or not? What's what's happening? And, and then it's like another message or this and that. And he's like, stop. He's like, just get yourself into trouble, you dickhead. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, nah, it'd be all right. And then I read back and think, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done again? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh, man, I love it, though. It's, um, it's been a, a, a proper blast so far, getting back oh, into this stuff. This, this stuff and, um, and and getting the people that we've had on so far. Come on, really. Um, yeah. I mean, like I said, for yourself, I wanted you to be on when 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 we started doing this and we had the first opening, like, introductory episode and and, yeah. and the second one. He was like, who, who do you want the first guest to be? And in my head, I was like, well, the people that I listen to, the people that I like to listen to are Stu, Scroob, um, and the other podcast I was listening to at the time were, were, was WTF with Mark Maron, but I thought that ain't happening because there's, <laughs> there's fucking no way. I'll message him and he'll just look at that and go, you're all right. You yeah. Know? Um, I, I thought, oh, we'll, we'll get Stu on. And then every fucking moment, I thought, Yep, I can sort something out. There was something in the way, something in the way. And I thought, this podcast is never going to happen, is it? None of it's going to happen. And I'm so glad that it's, it's steadied itself from where, where we are. And we yeah, can man. And have it, finally. And it, yeah, it feels real. It feels real oh, for once. It's wonderful, <laughs> man. It's wonderful. No, we're very, we're very lucky. Um, but, you know, it's, it's at a point, I don't know where we're going to go with it uh, or, or, or how far we can go with it. Yeah. I mean, I suppose for yourself, when you first started podcasting, like you put it out there, you never know. You're hoping for listeners, and then it, it's it's changed my whole career. 
like um you know it's essentially i'm a club promoter you know i've yeah. always been a, a, a club promoter uh but then you know through launching hardcore listing i'm a ridiculous music nerd mm-hmm. um and uh and so you know i'd, I'd always kind of if we, we'd get a musician on hardcore listing i i'd just want to be a full-on nerd anorak and just talk mm-hmm. about music uh and so i set up a podcast called off the beaten track um where i talk to musicians about their journey and, and stuff like that and and I, I didn't really have Chris just going, mate, whoa, on that. So I just went crackers with it uh, and just recorded, 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 recorded. Uh, and, you know, I think I've been in hardcore listing two years and I've still managed to release more off the beaten tracks than I have hardcore listing because I just love talking about records. And, 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 and I just, again, Pip was gracious to come on as the, the first guest and, and I just hit up musicians and I just asked the biggest names I could think of. Uh, and I just got lucky with a few and, and yeah. they, they come on and, and yeah, I, I love it. You know, I, I always record at least, at least five a week off the beaten track. And I, oh, I wow. love, and it just, it, it really brings me joy just talking to musicians about that, you know, and, and, and that just come from hardcore listing and, and just wanted to talk about music. And then from that, you know, that, I guess before I got onto sort of any more podcasts, I I wanted to grow the podcast. So I was like, well, where can I advertise my podcast? And there wasn't anywhere. Mm. You know, when I was in bands and things like that, I'd always advertise in like the NME or, or Kerrang and things like that. And uh, and there wasn't anything for, for podcasting. So I, I, I thought I was just going to, I'll start a magazine. And it's like, oh, fuck all about magazines. But I was like, <laughs> Can't be hard, can it? Uh, and so I said to Pip, look, I'm going to start a podcast magazine. And he was like, that's a good idea. Well, I'll help you. And I was like, excellent. Like, <laughs> when when he knocks on doors in the podcast industry, they open a lot easier than when I knock on them. Uh, and so, yeah, so we teamed up with um, Adam, who does lots of artwork for all the, the podcasts on Pip's network. Uh, and we, we put together a magazine. Just, again, punk as fuck like let's just almost like a fanzine but but it just looked really fucking slick um you know that we ended up sort of getting a deal with the sunday times and we went into partnership with spotify and the bbc and acast and audible and and we just kind of yeah but we're currently doing sixty-five thousand of each issue inside the sunday times and it's it's become one of you know probably like my biggest workload okay. um just through podcasting and like and it just it's now led to completely change my career path i never thought i'd be an editor or a publisher yeah. whatever you call yeah, it yeah. i still don't know what i am uh but yeah so and so it's kind of just changed the course so, you know obviously my, my club my, you know in, in, in essex runs alongside everything but and, and he will always be my baby but the podcast industry really excites me because there's no rules and that's what I love. And it's anarchic, uh, which is the essence of my club as well. Uh, and, and so, you know, anything that is alternative and punk and interesting and there's no rules, then yeah, I'm in with both feet and yeah. And it's, it's, yeah, it's led me to, 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 to other, other podcasts. I've got, 
me and my best mate is a, a one-man band called Cunt and the Gang. <laughs> yeah, oh, we love Cunt. And, <laughs> In and, more ways than one. <laughs> well, he's he's my oldest friend and my best friend, and we've been mates um, for, for for over 40 years. And uh, we, we met at Cubs when we were five. And uh, and and so we, you know, I, I, I've, I've been at, you know, uh, aside from being my, my, my pal, I'm just a massive fan. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I like watching people that, like I say, people that do things like, you know, walk away from a, a Sony award-winning radio show and start a podcast when it makes no sense to do that. Somebody that when they're at the commercial peak of their music career go, I'm going to become an actor. You know, yeah. I like people that do stuff like that. That's why I gravitate towards people like Pip that just uh, just think, oh, fuck it, I want to do this, I'm going to do it. And then I watch my best mate two Christmases on the bands go in the top five, Amazing. singing a song, yeah. fundamentally calling... The Prime Minister a ...on loop. Boris uh, Johnson is a fucking cunt. He is a fucking cunt. Two years on the bands. Like, it goes top five in the Christmas Amazing. chart. Any other any other week of the month, that would be a number one hit. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, it's, easily. It's, it's incredible. And I get so excited, you know, watching the... And they're all from where I'm from. They're yeah. all Essex boys. And, and we get a... We get a kind of a, a weird perception from from people outside of Essex, where they think we're all kind of towy and we're all a little bit tanned and all a little bit white teeth and and fake boobs and and you know and and we're not, you know. There's some incredible creative talents in 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 uh, in, in our home county and and yeah, and I think some of them kind of get overlooked sometimes. And so yeah, when you see people like you know Pip and and Cunt like you know have this success, it's glorious and and you know hopefully it inspires and excites other young creatives that like you know you can really fucking do shit like that you know and be from where we're from you know and be from working class backgrounds it's it's yeah it's 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 good to see but i digress but yeah and so we we, we set up a podcast cunt and i um mm-hmm. called acceptably in the 80s where once a month we we sit where i'm sitting now and we get pissed uh, and we look back at what was happening that month 40 years ago and the stories and the dumb shit that we've got up to because we've, we've spent our, our whole lives in DJing together, in bands together and, and just dicking around like nonstop. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, and I, I, I love sitting in a room with him um, because, yeah, he's my best mate and he makes me laugh like no one else makes me laugh. Uh, and, yeah, and so that come about. And then my, I, the other podcast I should touch on is the one that um, I, I've literally recorded with just before um, we recorded this. And that just, again, just shows that, like, you know, where this kind of little community of podcasters, there is a community as well, where that can go. And I, I had... Um, Blake Harrison, who's who played Neil in the Inbetweeners on, on my music podcast, and when it finished, he noticed that there was a picture on my wall of a uh, a mixed martial artist, and I was like, "Oh, do you like MMA?" He was like, "Yeah, I love it," and I was like, "Yeah," I said, "I'm obsessed with it," and uh, and he said, "I ain't got any mates that are into it though," and I was like, "Well, I've got one," <laughs> uh, and he was like, "All oh, right," and we just carried on chatting, uh, and I was like we could just do a podcast about MMA. He was like, you serious? I was like, if you want. And he was like, yeah, all right. Uh, and then, yeah, last night 
we we recorded with two top 10 UFC fighters, one one um, in the UK and one in New Zealand. And, we've, you know, we've been blessed to have spoke to some of the most famous fighters on the planet. And mm. just because, thankfully, you know, we, we, we stumbled into each other on this, in this podcast community and realized that we both liked the same thing and let's let's see what we can do with it. And, and again, it just happens to turn out that lots of 20 something fighters from the UK and Australia fucking love the in-betweeners. So that makes it really good. (laughs) It's really weird because they, they sort of turn up on zoom and Blake's so starstruck. He's so in awe of Mm. like fighters and he's just like, oh, wow, thanks so much for giving up your time today. And they're like, fuck off, man, it's Neil. <laughs> like, they're, they're like blown away yeah. when they're talking to Neil from in between us. So, yeah, I'm just his plus one, but like, I'm happy to go for the ride, man. It's, uh, yeah, it's good fun. <laughs> so, awesome. you know, that just kind of, I, I know I've just kind of banged on about what I do there, but no, it all fine. just goes through just creating that little community within in the, you know, being part of that podcast community and, and just kind of, you know, if, if there's a conversation that's had where you just think, oh, that was, that was really nice. like, or, or a guest that you've had on that you get on really well with, like, stay in touch, man. Like, mm. always just kind of, you know, drop them a message, you know, a couple of weeks later, just going, oh, just for hello, and, you know, how you been, saw you yeah. on that, or blah, blah. <coughs> Excuse me, I've got COVID, I'm poorly. <laughs> uh, you're both meant to tilt your head to the side and look a bit sympathetic there, lads. Uh, there we go. Uh, uh, but yeah it's just like and it just harks back and I repeat myself so much but it's just that fucking punk ethos of just like it's all there to be fucking ad and like just do it as DIY as you can you want to record a podcast on your phone press record on your voice notes press stop put it on anchor because it won't cost you anything to put it on there there's your podcast you're a podcaster it's fucking great man love it it's um it's it's funny you say that It, it like how easy it is to just set stuff up. You know, when I said, when I was first trying to do episodes, my friend John and I sat there with the laptop I've got now and I went, right, what the fuck do we do? So, we, yeah, we download Audacity. And I was like, well, we're one, one step further. The, the, the free program on the internet you can edit with. I was like, right, there we go. And it was like, we need microphones. So it was like, that's another fucking week of ordering stuff. And you think, we've got microphones. We need pop filters. Fucking all right, another week goes by. We've got then you've got the whole kit and you think it's like a fucking monstrosity of, of things yeah. all around you. You think, what what the fuck am I doing? And when all that was put to bed and then this started, I've got a blue Yeti microphone, my MacBook, and it sounds better than than it did when I first started recording. And I thought, what? This is easy. And you get the video. And and you yeah. get the video and, and you know, and you and, and zoom and things like that. And um I have Matt to thank for, for some of it because I said to him, I'm, I'm going to start again. And obviously he was like, yeah, why not? And gave me some encouragement and sent me some links to, to places to, to look at equipment. Mm. I picked his brain a little bit. He said, we'll keep in touch. And I thought, yeah, I will do. I definitely will. And, and um, I'll see him about. And I was like, well, hold on a minute. I'll ask him some questions. If he's got the time, maybe he can send me in the, the right direction for, for the equipment I need or the, or the way to start things up. And he was like, yeah, do it by phone, do it by laptop, do it, do it your fucking life, really. Exactly. Like, DIY. It is just do it yourself. Shit. You look at what you've got. Sometimes you think, <laughs> okay, but it's working. Mate, yeah. both Matt and Jesse are punk as fuck, man. And, and like, I, I can't say enough good things about Matt Stocks. Like I, I met Matt quite a few years ago now uh, and just instantly clicked with him. 
uh, and, and and just yeah, re- really liked his. Like, I, I I still regard his interview with John Lydon as one of my favourite of podcast episodes. Um, oh, I haven't it, actually it, had that it, one. It's it's incredible, and every time I see him, I I, I mention that to him. <laughs> uh, and and yeah, you know, he's had he's had some ups and downs, Matt. He's had some some rough times, and 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 he always comes out, you know, comes out of it with some just. It would just bounce back with something like, you know, I think he's working on his second book at the moment. Uh, and, and you know, to, to, to be a, a published writer is incredible. And, and, you know, seeing what he's done with him radio and, and his podcast and then now the podcast he's doing with Jesse as well. He's, it's just, it's brilliant. And yeah, he, he, um, he's, he's, you know, he's a very generous young man. Like he, the first time I met him face to face, he come to my garden uh, and he come to the, the, the garden bar but he bought Pritchard and Dayton from Dirty Sanchez <laughs> with him. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was a fucking raucous evening, that was. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it blew my mind. I was like, I've got fucking Dirty Sanchez in my shed. Oh, what the fuck's <laughs> going on here? But, uh, but, yeah, so I got Matt to thank for that. So, yeah, for, for, for listeners that um, like hearing... Uh, people interview musicians it doesn't get any better than life in the stocks uh yeah that's that's a podcast recommendation from me i would definitely say so um i mean i always when people ask me what what i listen to or where where would i send them to listen to their first podcast if you want it's it's either stoke the fire because of the affinity i've got for them of course of course um life in the stocks i send them your way and i send them to scroobius pip yeah yeah. Oh, thank you, man. That's really yeah, kind of you. Yeah. Always, well, we were having this discussion on on the, uh, the way of me driving back to my old man's. Yeah. I was coming from South End, and I'm, I'm calling him quickly, running out of battery, and um, and we were talking about the scene round here, and I was and I was sort of explaining to him a little bit more. It was like you know, still was a club promoter, always the club promoter for the, the toothbrush and yeah, the, yeah, the scene exactly. around here, and the connections with people around is is nuts, and and. Yeah, no, the way the way everyone sort of knows each other. I mean, like Scroob goes and gets his haircut at my friend's barbers. You probably know Wes. Yeah, well, yeah, my, yeah. my 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 DJ from the toothbrush is his is his apprentice. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, gentlemen. Yeah, no, it's it's just all there. Everyone sort of knows each other, and then the, the connections around this way, and you, you suddenly think, fucking hell! Like, I'm speaking to Wes about coming on the podcast, and he went, "Oh no, I'm not worth it." But why don't you ask? Why don't you ask Pip? And I was like, he's not my mate. He's fucking, you know him. I was like, I'll ask when I get the opportunity. But yeah, I, I was like, yeah, it's just fucking, it's fucking nuts, really. But it's good though. It's good that like in in that, you know, it, whether you be, you know, that, that them kind of creative industries and like and, and and you know circles, whether it be, you know, making music, you know, DJing, podcasting, mm. cutting hair, you know, like what what whatever creative kind of output you've got like i think in certain you know in most hands you will naturally gravitate towards people within you know your your you know that them kind of things if you're creative then you want to be around creatives it's like what when i mentioned about cunt and pip earlier it's like it's inspiring you know hearing mm. them watching them and it's like you know there's i've got lots of friends that have got jobs in the city or jobs like in construction and and I think no less of them, like, mm. you know, it's just their chosen field. Um, and, and I love their company, but I definitely get something a little different when I'm talking to people uh, that maybe share more creative uh, 
what's the word more, more creative kind of um ideas and 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 pastimes as me and because we've got more in common and yeah. uh and yeah and I love that and yeah and I think in regards to a community you you know it it always seems like a much smaller place because you know I think oh yeah I knew I was in a band with him oh yeah I used to go to that club I used to go to that club and like yeah. and I'll get my hair cut there oh did you know blah 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 gets his hair cut there oh right is he the guy that does that spoken word do you know what I mean it's like and it's just incestuous in a weird way uh <laughs> but but i i think that's how scenes grow yeah you know, for that, sure. that, that, that's how you get a you know a, a scene and then you've you know you've got a thing in south end called cool thing which is an amazing label um mm-hmm. which is uh run by my mate mike and luke uh and they've been in bands um in, in Gerica, and they've been in so many bands over the years baddies um uh, and they're in a band at the moment called Asylums, but you know they're signing so many you know bands, and they're putting out music by Get Coat, Wear Coat, Fly, um, and and just you know having things like labels that have got like studio space as well. It just means it's a hub for that that kind of community as well, and and it just yeah it, it just kind of I, I love it. I love being involved in in that, whether it be through the club or being through the podcast and getting yeah. to interview these people. Like I love it. I love. I love being part of a, a you know, a, a, you know, youth cultured scenes, and you know, it's it's one of my favourite things. I, I'm buying endless books on all sorts of you know past youth cultures and scenes, and I just find the whole thing fascinating. And and it feels at the moment that it's a lot harder now to kind of you know if, if you know buying books on mod culture, skinhead culture, and uh god like ravers and you know the 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 big kind of indie movements of like you know Manchester and Britpop and Mm -hmm. you know and and the grunge scene you know it was very very kind of tribal and it was very you you know you 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 wore your colors and and you know you could kind of you know you could look at someone and go I'll, I'll bet they're probably into that it's very very different there yeah. You know, um, apart from you guys, because the only kind of youth culture that is con- constantly consistent is metal. Yeah. Uh, 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 and, and it's never, ever changed. And and you, you've got to tip your head to it because, like, tip your hat to it, sorry, because, like, it, it, it's just year on year we get new metalers come to the club, you know, and uh, 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 and, yeah, and it's like, the, the, the looks pretty consistent yeah. you know and doesn't never waver too far and like and you know you're you're, you're sitting there jayna in a metallica t-shirt do you know what i mean like yeah. i'm old as fuck and there was people wearing that t-shirt you know when i was going clubbing in 1991 like yeah. uh and so it's like it's just there's it something that i love about that kind of metal scene that it, you know it's it's solid and like yeah. you know, it, and and trends in indie and things like that come and go, and movements come and go. But yeah, there's something in a in a world where, in in a country where it feels like it's quite hard to kind of cherry pick people's taste by the way they look. Now, you've still got your metal. You know yeah. where you are when you see someone. You know, there's yeah. a metaler. <laughs> it's uh, it's very very consistent. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm underdressed technically today. I'm normally in a, a you know in a, a battle jacket, as it were, if you want to yeah. call it that, a denim jacket. But um, I used to have longer hair. Unfortunately, I I cut it off to have a man bun, and I, fucking the barber's cut a line in my hair and fucked it up. So I've had to regrow it. I'm getting there, but it's yeah. it's, it's going back. But um, it looks normally consistent, and 
it's nice when you you know you, you go to a gig. I mean, I'm, I'm always fucking going to gigs. Obviously, apart from during this COVID period, I was doing two or three a week, and, and or maybe four while working as well. It's different now having a little one. But yeah, yeah. You go and see people you haven't seen in, in a little while, and you're like, oh fucking hell! And you look at them, and they've got whatever band shirt on, and you you're already talking or thinking about things before you've even fucking said hello. Yeah. You're like, oh, there's Gary over there. Oh, just straight in there. And that, yeah, yeah. It's so strong and so close-knit. Um, and everyone looks after each other so well. Mm. Um, it is yeah. such a strong community. I, I remember when I first... I was first in the mosh pit. My first first mosh pit was at... Uh, it was a download festival. And I know, you know, I knew a little bit of the etiquette, but I, it, it, the unspoken etiquette of, of what goes on. But I'm, I'm sitting standing there facing the band. It was... Uh, Band called Unearth that were on, and I thought, "Fucking hell!" It feels like there's a gap behind me, and all of a sudden, this massive circle pits open. And I thought, oh, "For fuck's sake, here we go!" And I fell in the crowd, and I thought, "Oh, that's my head getting kicked in." So hands went over the head. And I thought, "This is it!" And all of a sudden, this really big, like blonde, bushy beard Viking-looking guy just picks me up with one hand, and he was like, "You don't fall down at festivals, and you don't fall down in metal." And I was like, "Okay, saviour, <laughs> whatever you say." Um, and, and from then on, I was like, "I remember that, and I'm going to keep making sure I do that every time I'm at a gig. Yeah, if I yeah, see yeah. someone down, I keep an eye. It doesn't matter what I'm doing, and no matter how much fun I'm having at the gigs, I'm constantly watching people all the time. And I'm like, just make sure they don't go down, or I've quickly grabbed yeah, someone man. and stopped them, and you you can't get it out of you." Um, or you know if you do it, you, you see someone enjoying the music. You know, you look over at someone and they're nodding away, and you just give them that fucking look, and you're like, you share that little brief moment of like, mate, this is fucking wicked, isn't it? Yeah. You don't have to say anything else. You don't have to do anything. You don't even have to go and speak to them after. You're just like, yeah, all right. Love it. It's top quality. Love it. It's just such a consistency in the metal scene. I, I, I mean, I like a lot of stuff. Um, I'm a, I'm a massive Billy Ocean fan. <laughs> Billy Ocean. Yeah, I, I went to see Billy Ocean. I went Did... to see Billy Ocean about three months ago with Cunt. Oh, uh, nice! And we drove to Ipswich to watch him. Uh, Did you enjoy and, it? Uh, I fucking loved it. Third track, "Red Light Spells Danger." I oh, mate. Cried, mate. Uh, I know. Oh, mate. Don't I know it? I I remember when I first saw him, and uh, I was waiting for Caribbean Queen. I was on my own in a Towngate theatre. Yep. I went on my own and I thought, this is great. I suited and booted and I thought, yeah, here I am. Just like a little young boy. I thought, this is great. The Caribbean Queen come on and I'm looking around. At it. It's like primarily a lot of older heads there. Yeah. And I thought, I might be the youngest person here. Yeah. I'm fucking loving it. Yeah. And I, I got back and told my, my mum and dad about it. And I thought, oh, you've got a classic video ocean. I've got, I couldn't stop going on about it. Oh, he was great, man. He was so good. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd never seen him before. And uh, yeah, we went and it was, yeah, it was wicked. Um, it's it's funny, man. I love all that sort of stuff. I've got a, a, an eclectic taste anyway, but primarily metal. But I do, I, I do have a soft spot for something. I don't actually spot. like metal. Like, there's, there's you, you're gonna have to get out now, mate. This is it. Podcast <laughs> is finished. <laughs> well, I've, I've got some. I've got some. But so, like, um, it, it's really weird. I, I love really fucking heavy music, but I, I can get that kind of heaviness out of. Nick Cave, and I can get that mm. kind of heaviness out of The Cure and uh, and, and Joy Division and, and, and things like that. And I can get it out of a lot of like really like heavy soul music as well. Yeah. Um, but man, like if, if anything that I guess gets thrown under the metal barrier, banner, sorry, like I've got two that like 
I, I, I just think I'm just off the scale. Like Faith No More, one of, one of my favourite bands anyway. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, but Deftones, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, I got to, I got to speak to Abe, um, Abe kind of the drummer, uh, on off the beaten track. And yeah, man, it was like, it was, t- it was touching go if I was going to get Chino and I was like, uh, uh, and fucking hell, man, like Deftones, when that come out, when I first heard, um, uh, I think it'd be quite and drive or was it, or was it shove it? I'm not sure, but I was just like, wow. What 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 have they done here? They've just rewritten it because there was lots of new metal that was coming out that yeah. was kind of very samey. There was lots of bands that were coming out of that scene that kind of sounded the same, and then Deftones were just like, oh, "This is what we do," and it was like, "Whoa!" And then when White Pony come out, I was like, "Fuck me!" Like this is just different level music like it transcends i think like lots of genres the deftones but uh yeah fucking love them man yeah absolutely love them but it's weird because i've played metal for years at the club and you know to this day we still play all the big you know system of a down hits and soil and stuff like that and but uh yeah and and but it's never been like a a genre that i've necessarily sort of listened to mm. Uh, at home i've been to download i went to download with cunt uh because he was playing and it was one of the most insane experiences of my life um he was getting i reckon there was probably about five thousand people in in, in the tent oh mate at least it's been 2013 Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I was in I was in the tent for that. So was you <laughs> we, we, joining the chorus of Fuck Sticks Queen Mother's Cunt yeah. and getting everyone to shout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and plastering the cock and ball stickers all over yes. everyone's tents yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah, I went with him there. Uh and it was fucking mad because um when we got there, uh he went in like the artist entrance thing, uh in his little fiesta. Uh and they went, I went, where are we going, mate? He went, I'll go around the racetrack and then pull it. I was like, what? And I was like, we can go on the racetrack. He's like, yeah. And I was like, fucking hell. So me and Cunt were literally doing a ton around this fucking <laughs> Donington <laughs> racetrack <laughs> in a shitty little fiesta. Oh, uh, but yeah, it was great. And then, yeah, like, and that was the first time. It's really weird because I knew that, like, he had a big following. Uh, but to see him walk out in that tent, and it went yeah. outside that tent. Yeah, yeah. And when he just went, right, I'm going to say fuck sticks. And obviously the the the, 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 the song goes, fuck sticks, mother's come. Uh, and he kept saying fuck sticks. He went, I want to do this one, uh, queen mother's come. And, and I was filming it and I was just thinking, fucking hell. Like they're in the palm of his hand. Uh, and this is a metal festival. And he's literally got this Casio Bon Tempe fucking music game whilst he's dressed all in an all-in-one fucking Dayglow boiler suit, <laughs> singing fucking the most ridiculous songs. And there's fucking 5,000 metalers losing their shit to it. It was fucking glorious. Mate, people, people love him in the metal community. I remember when I first went and saw him in... Um, I saw him in South End. Yeah. And I've, I've got to know him over the years. He's a, he's a lovely bloke. And uh, we've had some fucking funny conversations. Actually, one of the last times I see him, back when it was on the, the farewell tour, yeah. um, 
we were talking about the downloads and stuff and all the other things that had gone on. And I said, I can't believe the fucking size of the crowd. And we were having a joke before. Uh, I used to have these little business cards and I was trying to speak to Andy Coppin, um, the gentleman who obviously runs download about getting cunt on the main stage. Just for the crack, just yeah. just imagine you've got all these fucking massive acts on the bill, and then just on there you've got cunt and the game to open it yeah. up at eleven o'clock in the morning. And he was like, "If you ever get me on there, I'm putting that business card as the fucking the backing vinyl." And I thought, oh, "Please, <laughs> mate, don't." Two, I think it was two weeks later after having a conversation, I went to see Billy Idol um, and the Cult. It was in Hammersmith, and I'm waiting to do the, the, the VIP like meet and greet stuff. And then walks Andy Coppin, and I thought, "Should I?" Uh, I was talking to my, my ex at the time. I went, I'm going to fucking ask him if he, if he can come to the main stage. Do it. And, and he went to speak to Billy and I've just intercepted between them and went, Andy. And he was like, yes. And he was like, let me guess. You're a downloader. I was like, right. Yeah, you got that right. What gave it away was it the dress. Um, and I was like, do you reckon, you know, Cunt could go on the main stage? And he was like, do you honestly think that that, that could work? I went, yeah. I was like, mate, if you put a poll out and ask everyone, if they want cunt on the main stage, 100%, mate. I was like, if he had a big enough fucking set list, he could headline. And he was like, oh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. And I got his email address and I thought, I just kept fucking bombarding him in the end with, is it going to get sorted out? Is it going to get sorted out? And I'm on, I'm on the phone to, to cunt saying, I'm trying, mate. I'm really fucking trying. <laughs> I'm really doing my best. And unfortunately, it never happened, but I'd love to have seen that. Do you know what, though? When you think about it, right, like, if you look at like, I'm, obviously I can see your Metallica T-shirt and like same Metallica a headlining download, right? We've all seen the, the documentary films, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, there's a lot of comedy to that, but I don't know if they get the joke, and like that's what makes it so good. But they're like one of the biggest bands on the planet, Metallica, right? Yeah, and they're very much part of the machine now. Yeah, and I mean this with the greatest respect. Like, I have no issues with with with, with Metallica. Uh, Cunt and the Gang is way more fucking punk than Metallica. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like a hundred percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're have they ever just fucking gone? Donald Trump is a fucking cunt and put that out as a single. <laughs> like, <laughs> they fuck. <laughs> like, uh, and you just think because they're kind of they're part of the system now and they're you yeah. know they're you know they're, they're, they're well they're metallica they're fucking you know they're, they're up there with you two radio egg cold play they're, they're you know they're, they're that all, level now almost you know what brand, i mean you know yeah but yeah but yeah. you know don't get me wrong that the music's the music will always be you know the, the most important thing but you know they're a huge huge fucking entity now yeah mm. uh and that's why they headline festivals but if we're going to look at the very essence of what makes a rock and roll band a rock and roll band, it's attitude, swagger, taking them risks and fucking giving the finger to the man. Yeah. And that bloke in a wig from Essex <laughs> does it a lot more than most of them, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, do you I know agree. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I <laughs> do you know, do you know what the, the, the best thing about that is? The moment you said that bloke in a wig from Essex, I've told my missus Rachel, but you know it's country in air, didn't you? And, she was like, <laughs> and, I'm, and, and, and she's to this point, I think she still believes me. So when she listens to this, she's just going to look at me and go, "You fucking cunt! All this time, you've had you've had me played." But no, you're you're right. There is a real essence um, with those independent people, like like cunt. I remember seeing him at another download, and he he came out. There was a uh, there was two comedians on before him. Uh, I can't remember what fucking download it was. 
Um, Andrew. Um, I was about to say that. O'Neill. Was it Andrew O'Neill? No, yeah. It was Andy. Yeah. Andy O'Neill was on before. Uh, I, think, I think that was the year before. I think that would have been 2012, Dan. But I there think was Cunt was on two years running. There was someone was. else. Yeah. There was someone else, and I can't remember when it was. But so the, the person in between had made some shit jokes, and everyone wanted him to fuck off. Uh-huh. And you see Cunt pop his head out like round the corner, and everyone was like, Cunt, Cunt, Cunt. And <laughs> that like, was the one. That was the one yeah. I was at. Yeah. And, and, like... and everyone was just like, no, we're talking about cunt, not you, yeah. cunt. And everyone was just abusing him. And it was like, this is quality. And then cunt yeah. comes out like, yep, yeah. in, in goes like the aux cable, right? You shouldn't be getting this, but you are. Don't worry about it. And I thought, yeah. this is fucking quality. Just swaggers on, like, you know that why I'm it. here. Oh, my God. No, yeah, because that Andrew O'Neill was definitely in the little portal cabin at the back. Mm. Like, um, yeah, there was no frills to the dressing rooms there. It weren't like, you know, cunt got driven in a in a limo into this kind of like a uh, camper van, like yeah. f- far from it. We were bombing it around fucking, uh, yeah, Donington in his Fiesta. And then we was literally in a porter cabin. And uh, yeah, I think it was like a couple of cans of warm lager uh, whilst he was popping, uh, wandering around in his pants, looking for his uh, boiler suit whilst Andrew O'Neill was uh, putting on his, uh, his makeup. Yeah, it was, uh, it was great. He's fucking funny as fuck as well, Andy O'Neill. Yeah, uh, he is. He is really, great. really good. Yeah. I uh, uh, went to a recording of his in uh, the Underworld in Camden. Yeah. Uh, the uh, History of Heavy Metal, uh, I believe it was. Uh, that was fucking, it was quite, yeah. it's, he, he is one funny bloke. It's just nice when you see those independents really doing well for themselves. So Yeah, massively, man. Massively. He's, he's super dude. He's... To go back to the, um, the, quickly on the idea of Cunt and the Gang, I once referred to him as the Poet Laureate of Essex. And, and he, he was like, I don't know how to take that. I was like, mate, you, you don't know how much you actually do for, for Essex culture. Like you said, a lot of people frown upon um, Essex or have this weird idea. I mean, Jason's from Corby. He doesn't live in, yeah, in Northamptonshire. He's a Northamptonshire yeah. lad. Yeah. So he'll actually be down in, uh, in, uh, in Essex next week. He's coming down to visit. So uh, oh, I, can, nice. I can show him the sheer delights of Southend <laughs> here and uh, whatever else you want to see. We can pop down to Chinneries or I might even pop to the brush. But um, do it. I, I need to go out. I need to take misses out to the brush. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's funny that people do have a fucking weird concept of what comes out of Essex. And I've, I've done it for years. I've, I've quite clearly said, I've said it to Jason, I've said it to all sorts of people. I'm like, I fucking hate Essex. I fucking hate Essex. But then I look back and I think there's some good shit that comes from it. There is some really good Mate. things that have come out of Essex. And Incredible. And the independent stuff that's come out of Essex is what, really changed my mind like you, you know you've got your camp again you've got you've got pip um people are doing so well for themselves from Mate, this you've got area. like look at the prodigy the prodigy yeah. one of the most important bands of the last like 25 years you know how many electronic dance bands headline metal festivals i know you know real. they took the rock to the rave and the rave to the rock and like and they fucking booted them barriers down, you know. Mm. They made it all right for bands like the Chemical Brothers to be played in other festivals. The Prodigy fucking, you know, it, was there a more incendiary heavy sound to see at a festival than the Prodigy for a certain amount of time? Definitely not. It no, was the definitely. most fucking incredible thing. Prodigy at V97 uh, was was the most incredible gig to this day that I've ever seen. And the second best gig I have ever seen is Depeche Mode at Crystal Palace uh, Stadium uh, from Basildon, you know? Mm. And these these band that, lo- I think it was just before lockdown, the year um, before lockdown, the biggest selling 
concert band in the world sold out more stadiums than any other band in the world was Depeche Mode, and they do not get the credit they deserve. Uh, they're fucking absolute electronic goth fucking heroes. They're my favourite band, uh, and it just so happens that all of their early shows happen to be at my club. And, yeah. you know, and, and you know, I've still got little desk recordings on cassette, Depeche Mode, the toothbrush that was, wow. uh, was obviously called Crocs then. But, yeah, it's fucking amazing, man. And, like, there's so many incredible artists that have, that have come out of Essex. Uh, and, you know, whether they be comedians, whether they be actors, you know, um, like, fucking, what's his name from True Blood? Like, who's the main star of True Blood? I can't remember. Is it not Eric? Who's, who's the kind of, do you watch True Blood? I have seen True Blood. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to think of the names there. Uh, it's a Google Google search. Jason's using but, uh, his uh, mobile PC. The, uh, <laughs> the, the the main guy uh, in, uh, in in True Blood is from fucking Brentwood. Like, yeah. uh, and uh, there's just some really weird ones that you people don't realise. Uh, uh, Stephen Moyer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the name of his character? Uh, he is uh, Bill Compton. Bill, yeah, the main star. He's from Brentwood. And like one of the really weird ones, uh, I had uh, I had this uh, Australian songwriter on uh, the podcast and I always ask guests, um, what is your favourite song from an artist from your home county? Uh, and she went for You're the Voice by John Farnham. You know that mm-hmm. song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which he's like, he's Australian royalty. Like yeah. he's like a legend out there. Yeah. Uh, and it's a massive call of arms, that song. It's a big old 80s, overproduced, big power ballady kind of, you know. Uh, it's from fucking Canvey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mate, I know that that that, that little island all its own. It's like, like Dr. Feelgood, though, you know. Feelgood, like Eddie and the Hot Rods all come out of uh, of Canvey Island, mate. Like, incredible. So it, much. It, it is amazing that some of the stuff that's, that's, that's come from this way. I mean, I remember some of the terms I've, I've driven through say Brentwood and all sorts of places um, and, and, and Canvey, Hadley, Benfleet, the, the, you know, the fucking works, mate, the proper tour. I've driven through those areas and think, yeah, fucking hell, yeah, such and such is from here. And you think there really is a plethora of artists and and um, influences that have come from, you know, Essex. And you think it, it doesn't get looked at properly. There isn't recognition. Mate, absolutely not. I'm, I'm looking, if I look out of my window there, I can see the next road along. It's where Russell Brand grew up. And it's like, you know, you've got, again, one of the most, you know, controversial, anarchic, intelligent, you know, informative, I don't know, comedians, spokesperson, I don't know what you want to call him now, but podcaster. Mm. And, you know, from this neck of the woods, it's mm. like, you know, we, uh, we, we you know, we, we, we throw out some, some incredible creative talent. And, uh, yeah, and I think sometimes it gets a little bit overlooked. I would definitely say so, mate. Um, and you know, I've, I've said it before, and you've been one of the first guests we wanted to have on. For me, you personally, I think you're one of the most prominent podcasters in the UK. Oh well, I'll tell you what, that's, sure. very, that's very, very kind of you. But uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Now, I was but, referring uh, to you earlier in the chat. I was saying, oh, yes, you were from the Podfather. <laughs> Oh, that's Pippi, that's Pippi Kings, mate. Yeah, I can't, to be I can't, fair, can't, probably is Pip. Yeah, uh, that, <laughs> I've been I've been calling him that for years, and yeah, uh, yeah he's. Uh, you know, just a, a, a real pioneer of the, of the game. And I've, I've, I've just kind of, uh, I, I think people maybe think I've done more than I've done just because I've got so many fucking podcasts and, and I started that magazine. But uh, 
but no, like you know, it's, it's very kind of you to, to to say that, though, fellas. It's, it's really lovely of you to to say that. But yeah, it's just a uh, it's just a bit of fun. No, I'm just glad you're doing so well, man, and, and especially with the magazine as well. When I I've read back through your profile, like over the the years of, of you know your Instagram profile and everything else, and I think you've got fucking a lot going on. There's just podcasts, there's editor at Pompine, well, there's this and that. And I think you know from club promoter to that to this, you've, you're doing so well for yourself and doing so much. It's it's amazing, I like, man. I, I just like to be busy, and and like and I like to have a go at something. If something looks yeah. interesting and fun, if I can try and pay the bills by doing something that I enjoy then I feel like I'm winning yeah. and like, and I've managed to kind of, and I think if you're from where we're from and you're working class and you ever start to find yourself in a position where you're paying the bills by doing something that you enjoy, you just, I always feel like it could stop any minute now or I'm going to get exposed or like, you know, it's like, hang on a minute. You ain't meant to enjoy work. Not, yeah. not, not from when you're from these neck of the woods. Like, and it's like, oh shit, I'm enjoying my job. It's like, <laughs> gosh, it's got to all come crashing down soon. And like, and I think that's why I say yes to lots of things because it's like, or oh, I'll just keep that one, that plate spinning, just in case this one stops. Yeah. And and in the creative industries, you know, as I said, whether it's promoting DJing, bands, podcasts, you know, whatever, like some, you know, things do have a lifespan. Club nights have a lifespan, you know, and you know, bands have lifespans and, and yeah, so it's always nice if you, my old man said to me years ago, he just went, I'll always have a few doors open, like, and uh, then you can walk through that one if that one shuts, and it's like, it's pretty fucking simple advice, but yeah, I've, uh, yeah, just sometimes maybe I have a few too many doors open and and just, yeah, but it's really weird because I was feeling like that before lockdown and and it's really weird because i'm old as fuck I, I i kind of was getting chest pains and so i went i went to the doctors and i'm like that guy that forever thinks he's 21 that's like oh, I've got, that, <laughs> got that chest pain oh, i'll just fucking run it off you'll be all right uh and i thought oh, you know i've got children i better i better go and uh, get it looked at and i just went like oh, you know i've got fucking chest pains doc and he went all right well you know do you smoke and I was like no he's like do you drink much I was like huge amounts like probably a bit too much but like (laughs) nothing shocking and like what's your diet like not bad obviously I could be a bit leaner and I could probably eat a bit healthier but yeah again nothing like too terrible they went well talk me through your working week and then like he went mate you need to like slow down a little bit and I was like all right and so I walked from the doctor's back to mine. I was thinking, oh, fuck, like, what what, what can I do less of? Like, and then fuck me, three days later, the pandemic kicked in and the world yeah. stopped turning. And I was like, oh, man. So from having loads, I then went home, fuck all. And I was like, oh, no, now I've got more art fucking palpitations <laughs> now. I've got no income. Oh, fucking hell. And there's a global pandemic. That's it. I'm fucked. But, uh, but yeah, but then as 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 you know, one of the things, the beautiful things that that, that come out of such a fucking shit time was everybody dis- discovering what we're looking at each other on there and yeah. and being able to make our lives easier by doing meetings and things like that. Yeah, just on your laptop and recording podcasts without having to go. Are you free for an hour here? Can you get to here and like yeah. we book this studio there? It's like you can be anywhere in the world and like. <laughs> 
and you know for you doing that podcast with jesse in america and, and matt being god knows where matt was living at the time uh and and, and you being you know in, in essex it's like it's fucking great and and i think things like zoom in a you know in a fucking the big old world we live in it, it makes it a much more closer and, and 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 friendlier space that you can just kind of jump on this zoom and and get to know new people like you know like i've just done today which has been lovely you know i've got two new mates it's fucking great yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, it's it's lovely man it's, it makes everything more accessible doesn't it you know you, more accessible, you, yeah. you, you you start a minimal connection somewhere all of a sudden like you said you, you've got new friends everywhere or you like i've got some friends out in uh, scandinavia so my partner's not met them before and I said, why don't we just jump on a call with him? I was like, I know, I know him personally, and I've, 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 I've fucking seen him in real life. We've got pissed together many times and all the rest of it. I was like, but it'd be good if you, you speak to him. She thought, oh, I don't know, well, you know. And yeah. I was like, just try it. I know it's different from being in the same room, but you can still have that. Yeah. Everyone's laughing and fucking joking. She's having a good time. I was like, there you go. I was like, it doesn't matter. I was like, we've got so much power in the palm of our hand or on, on a fucking laptop. Yeah. Or whatever whatever device you've got, you've got it there. It's so easy. Absolutely. It's so much at our disposal. It's unreal. I love it. I fucking love Zoom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Plus it, plus, it makes the podcasting easy. When, when I realised it split audio and video, I thought, fuck me, that's less work. Job done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I'll, just, I'll just sit back and let it do all the work. Perfect. Mate, if it did it for me, I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> don't worry. You, you did a podcast, Zoom. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, uh, brilliant. But I guess really we should probably look to wrap up because we are going over the gracious hour you gave us. Oh, you're 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 welcome, lads. It's uh, it's been it's been lovely chatting, man. It it, it really has, and you, you've got a great podcast there. And uh, oh, thank and, you very much. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's really kind of you to ask me on. I've had a, a really lovely time, and I do apologise if I just banged on about myself, but uh, oh, it's perfect. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been really uh, informative and really yeah, really good. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Thanks loads, gents. Oh, man, it's, Thank it's you. our pleasure. I, yeah, you know, absolutely. If you've got time, I'd love to have you back on. Oh, anytime, gents, anytime. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Excellent. And if you're free anytime, if you fancy it, we can always catch a point. Absolutely, two. absolutely. Yeah. Or 10. Uh, next, time, uh, next time we record, let's, uh, yeah, let, let, let's, let's meet up and do it. Excellent. Oh, that'd be brilliant, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Fantastic. Right, okay. Well, thank Lovely. you very much, Stu. It was, uh, yeah, very gracious of you and amazing to meet you. Uh, you. uh, Likewise, right back at you. Yeah, right. I'm going to, I'm I'm not allowed back in the house because I've got COVID. So uh, I've got to now go at the side gate and go back to my my, my parents' empty house because, yeah, they won't be around me while I've got the lurgy. So, uh, well, yeah. Enjoy it, mate. Enjoy the peace and quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Cheers, boys. Take Thank care. You, mate. you take care of yourself. Have yeah. a blast. Yeah, you too, guys. See you Thank later, mate. Oh, well, there wow. we go. <laughs> oh, a long time guest. coming. <laughs> mm. We were finally able to be riffing with the whiffing. I just yeah. wanted to say it. I've been waiting, with waiting all yeah. day to say it, and I could finally <laughs> say it. But uh, no, it was good. It was a long time coming. Um, you know, we, we get all these natural guests on or people that can be stars and all the other stuff but Stu's very humble and as as humble as he is he you know he's been really well for for himself in the podcast yeah absolutely Um, um, as well as everything else he does and being a club promoter as well people know him anyway he's a friendly face as I said I've known him from from the toothbrush yeah so when I was going through Facebook and saying oh it's Stu 
It was like, oh yeah, Stu from 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 fucking Pink Toothbrush. Excellent. This is great. Yeah, I, like, yeah, I mean, there, there, coming there, there's lots of things we didn't even touch on. You know, like like Redshift and things like that. Mm. And obviously, uh, you know, he mentioned acceptable in the eighties and things like that. And um, but you know, we'll have him back and we can uh, pick his brain a little more Excellent. on some other subjects and stuff. But yeah, no, this was a really good chat. Um, yeah, suddenly an hour and twenty minutes is just. Flown by, yeah. So that's really good. Well, just before we do shoot, because <clears throat> we neglected to put it in at the start. Oh yeah. Oh, we could always we could do it right it, now. But... <laughs> no, no. Let's do it. Let's let's do it on the fly. This is okay. a DIY podcast. Um, as many of you know, we now have a partnership or sponsor. Yeah, we're extremely uh, proud. Extremely proud. Extremely proud to be plied <laughs> with delicious coffee and t-shirts. One of which I have on now. I um, should have had mine, but it was in the wash. <laughs> so I mate, it's a black shirt. It'll do. We yeah. will, I'll superimpose it on later, and then it'll be fine. <laughs> Um, but we do have our sponsor of Dead Skull Coffee. Uh, they're lovely guys, uh, and they're a pleasure to to work with and and to be friends with. Um, but they were gracious enough to give us a code to get 10% off over at their website. So if you use the term podcast or code podcast, not term, if you use the code podcast, I should say, that might be better. Uh, you can get 10% off on everything on the site apart from the Thunder Blend. Uh, so you have got that there as courtesy of Right to the Roots and Dead Skull. So please do. That's www.deadskullcoffee.co.uk. That's D E A D. S K E uh Fuck me, never do a voiceover, Jace, please. But yeah, that's 10% off with uh code podcast at Dead Skull Coffee. And oh my goodness, is it fucking good coffee? Holy shit. Genuinely really, really nice coffee. When the good blokes as well. When the packet came in the post, I almost cried. Jason got his uh, his merchandise and his coffee before me. And yeah, I, was, I, was I lived shaking. so much further away, and I got it what about five days before you did? Yeah, I was. Five I was, days. I was getting a bit anxious because the coffee was running out indoors, and I thought I don't want to go out and buy anymore. And honestly, the fucking day before it turned up, I'd gone out and bought another big jar of coffee sitting there. It's standardised bullshit from Audi, and I thought <sighs> fantastic. And literally before that got opened. The coffee turned up and I thought, oh, this is brilliant. And I just looked at I looked at the little gold blend from Audi and I thought, you can fuck off on the counter. <laughs> Got the scissors out straight away, cut it open, and I thought, right, I'm just a heap. I just it. tore mine. With your teeth. I, I, no, literally, I just <laughs> tore it. Because it's still got the seal, isn't it? I just mm. tore across it. Oh. I thought you were speaking as if you went all bare grills, isn't it? No, I just fucking ripped into it, started eating coffee grounds. Just, just ripped into it and just covered yourself from head to yeah. toe in coffee yeah. grounds. <laughs> if only, mate, that's an image that I, I don't actually want to think about. Yeah, yeah, least. let's not, let's not. Let's we not. can recreate that next week if you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Photoshop it midweek. <laughs> I'm not talking about Photoshop, I'm talking about doing it in real life. All right, all right we'll do it on Monday. Do Monday it Monday. Yeah. Watch it, watch it, watch the maple leaves. I'll be covered in coffee. Is that not what normal people do, mate? Rolling around on the floor. <laughs> right on that note, it's time. Oh, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're going to digress further down a yeah, hole. We course. don't need to go down. Well, thanks everyone for listening again. Um, we do have some other special guests lined up. I won't give away the details just yet. 
uh, but that'll be one for next week. But we're gradually getting there, rolling. It's looking to be most Wednesdays uh, when the episodes will come out. That could change, obviously, due to the schedules. But um, but yeah, keep an eye out for next Wednesday. But hope you enjoyed it. And that's a thanks from me and Jason. Bye for now. Yeah. Bye. Thanks, guys. See you guys. Thank you.